search methods. Hello and welcome to the Research Methods podcast of the Management Center Innsbruck. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogristov. The topic of our today's episode is the Implicit Association Test. The Implicit Association Test, also known as IAT, is one of the most powerful methods in the field of cognitive psychology. Interestingly, although it comes from the field of cognitive psychology, it has been applied also in marketing, in management, and social psychology. This is one of the tools which help us understand whether we have a bias or prejudice with regard to something. In the initial version of the test, which was introduced in 1998, Anthony Greenwald, Debbie McKee and Jordan Schwartz proposed to make a simple experiment. I'll give you my own interpretation of this thought experiment. Imagine that you are shown pictures, either of dogs or cats, and you have to scream as fast as you understand is it a dog or is it a cat, a word, let's say cute or ugly. If you see a picture of a dog, you have to scream ugly. If you see a picture of a cat, you have to scream cute. And you try to do it as fast as possible, and the pictures are just appearing on the screen, and you try to react as fast as you can. Then we give you a different task. Each time you see a cat, you have to scream ugly. Each time you see a dog, you have to scream cute. If we have an opportunity to compare the times which you needed to react on pictures of dogs and screaming the word ugly and picture of cats and screaming the word cute against the trial where you had to scream cute if you see a picture of a dog and ugly if you see a picture of a cat, then we can estimate a kind of cognitive bias towards certain category of the words cat or dog. So if you need fewer time to scream cute if you see a picture of a cat, then probably you are a cat lover. And if you need more time if you see a picture of a cat to scream the word ugly, then probably you are a dog lover. The main idea is that we can estimate in this unconscious and very fast task what kind of inclination, what kind of bias you have towards one of the two categories. It is interesting because our bias have impact on our actions and our judgments. It means each time you see a picture of a cat or a dog, you have an implicit inclination to associate this picture with cuteness or with ugliness. So this is one of the simple tests, but if you want to make it correctly, you will have to make it slightly more complex. In a more complex test, you will have to go through five trials. So if you want to be sure that you have a certain inclination towards one of the associations, let's say cat with cuteness, dogs with ugliness, or vice versa, cats with ugliness and dogs with cuteness, then we need to measure it correctly. What the researchers proposed is that you have to go through five different tasks. In the first task, you are shown pictures of cats and dogs, and you have to sort them. Sorting may happen on a computer, and usually you sort the pictures using the two letters, the letter E for sorting pictures to the left, or the letter I for sorting pictures to the right. After you have done this test, we know that you can differentiate between cats and dogs. We give you another task. In the second task, you have to sort 
words which are associated with cuteness against words which are associated with ugliness. So if we take words which are associated with cuteness, nice, cute, playful, enjoying, and as the second category, we take words which are associated with ugliness. Ugly, unpleasurable, noisy, dirty. And then we ask you to sort the words as you have previously sorted pictures. If you see a positive word, which is associated with cuteness, you have to sort it to the left. If you see a negative word, which is associated with ugliness, you have to sort it to the right. After you completed this task, we have to give you the... It's called the initial combined task. It's called combined because in this task you will see pictures of cats and dogs and also words associated with ugliness and cuteness. And you will have to sort them in the following way. If you see a picture of a cat or a word which is associated with ugliness, you have to sort it to the left. If you see a picture of a dog or a word associated with cuteness, you have to sort it to the right. So in this way, we can see whether you have an inclination to associate some positive words with dogs and negative words with cats. And then we have to give you a next task. It is against the simplified task where you have to sort cats and dogs, but this time you have to change the category. Each time you see a cat, you have to sort it to the right. Each time you see a dog, you have to sort it to the left. The idea of the task is to teach you how to sort categories differently. You have to get used to sorting pictures you see in a different order. And finally, see the reverse combined task. It is the combined task, so you will see pictures of both cats and dogs and words associated with cuteness and ugliness. But this time you have to sort them differently. Each time you see a dog or an ugly word, you have to sort to the left. Or if you see a cat, or a cute word, you have to sort it to the right. It is a kind of confusing, but it's pretty simple because you do task one by one. And as researchers, we are interested in only the task number three, initial combined task, and the task number five, reverse combined task. If we see that there is discrepancy and there is statistical significance in this sorting, then we can say that you have a bias towards one of the second category. Using this simple test, you can find out whether the participant is a cat lover or a dog lover. This is an interesting test because it works in pretty fast, automatic way. So we measure not the subjective opinion, what I think about cats or what I think about dogs, but something you do automatically, something where you don't really have time to react consciously. If you know the simplest association, you know the bias and you know how people will act in certain situations. For example, imagine that you are a cat lover and you want to buy something, let's say a pillow, and you go to the store, you see a pillow in a nice package with a nice little kitten depicted on it. Probably you would like to buy it just because you associate cats with cuteness. If you associate dogs with ugliness and you have the same pillow in a different package with a small puppy depicted on it, then maybe you will not tend to buy this pillow. Or if you have to select between two similar products, one with a cat picture and one with a dog picture, if you're a cat lover, you probably will tend to select the product with a cat because you associate cats with cuteness. At least you associate cats with cuteness faster than dogs with cuteness. 
This can explain why this method became so powerful and so interesting in other fields of research, for example in social psychology, where people try to estimate your bias towards gender or your bias towards race. And there are plenty of studies which address the issue of prejudice towards race or prejudice towards gender. In marketing, as you have heard from the previous example with the pillow, it is interesting to know how people will react on certain products or on certain advertisement if they see some pictures or some words on the package. You have to understand that this method is universal and you can apply it in different fields. In our field, we apply this test to check the association between different means of payments and the degree of control. In one of our studies, we show that people associate cash payment with high degree of control and credit card payment with low degree of control. And this happens implicitly, so participants don't really think about it. It is interesting that in one of the discussions with researchers from the German Bundesbank, we found out that their results contradicted to ours. Interesting fact is that both studies can be true, because what we did, we measured the implicit association, the non-controlled, unconscious tendency or inclination of some participants towards certain means of payments in certain conditions. What German Bundesbank did, they asked participants about what they think about different means of payment. And this introduces a big discrepancy, because if I ask you what you think about gender prejudice, or if I ask you what you think about race prejudice, people will say that they don't have prejudice, and they will say that they have no bias with regard to gender or race. But implicitly, not controlled, we can have bias with regard to race or gender. And tests such as the implicit association test help us understand how it works. It is also important to notice that the implicit association needs time to be changed. So maybe what we heard from the German Bundesbank will become an implicit association in one, two or three years. If you would like to know why people make some decisions or unconsciously tend towards some products or some actions, the implicit association test is the right way to go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions with regard to the implicit association test, write them in the comment section down below. Subscribe to our podcast, rate our episode, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I wish you all the best and good luck. I will give you my own interpretation of this thought experiment.